0: are extremely lucky to have an enemy like the Palestinians.
1: This is Sheikh Ahmed Hamouda, a Palestinian thinker and activist who's explaining why we are actually witnessing an unprecedented uprising of the Palestinians against the last remaining European colony in the Middle East, Israel.
0: If you put a pressure cooker on the stove for 15 years, most likely it's gonna explode in your face. These factions don't mean anything, okay? If they follow the tenets of Islam, they'll be accepted. If they don't follow the tenets of Islam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated that we remove them.
1: And this is our new podcast, Empowered by Islam21C, where we collaborate with leading voices to discuss Islam's solutions to 21st century challenges and trends. So everyone's talking about how this is so you know, um, pre- unprecedented and watershed moment, so different to the usual conflicts. Why is this time different exactly? 15 years
0: under occupation. Gaza has been by land, by sea, by air, no airport, nothing to access. I mean, today, somebody shared with me a photograph of thousands of Israelis or Zionists trying to escape, trying to flee. I mean, surely you need a passport to flee. You need citizenship in another land to flee. The Gazans don't have that option because today the orders were sent to the coup regime in Egypt to shut its borders and to the Jordanians on their part for the West Bank to shut their borders. And the Israelis, well, their borders seem to have been opened by force, but they were shut until that point. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So how unprecedented is it, uh, Dr. Salman? I think it is the most significant event that has taken place definitely in our lifetimes. And arguably, if you look at the facts, since the uh, occupation of Palestine in 1948. I mean, some there was elements of resistance at the time, Mm -hmm. but the Palestinians in their villages were poorly equipped. They had single bolt rifles. Uh, They had whatever they had at the time, poorly prepared, poorly equipped. Mm -hmm. They depended on the surrounding Muslim countries to come to their aid. And that never transpired or to a very limited way. Uh, And then there was the victory of 1973, which happens to be almost exactly by the day, 50 years uh, before mm. the events in Gaza, when they started on Saturday morning. One day off it, actually. That was in October, also, when the Egyptians and the Syrians managed to break uh, through the Ba'alif line and to reconquer the lands of Sinai that had been occupied by the Israelis and simultaneously they withdrew from Gaza and parts of the West Bank. Mm-hmm. Okay, so never has uh, the Zionist entity uh, been affected. In, its, in the heartland, within, within the Green Line, in what we call ancient Palestine, where many mm. Palestinians, if the, the majority of them held, including myself, including my relatives, mm. although they have killed civilians, as is their custom, to put pressure on the Gazan resistance to stop. But we can expect more of this. This is their strategy, to kill women and children in an attempt to bring the resistance to a halt. Because they can't uh, face armed confrontation, nor is their mm. army designed to repel and attack. It's being yeah. designed to attack, to assault. This is what's unprecedented, uh, Dr. Suleiman. We had
1: mm. lots of ca- factions in the past of various persuasions. The, the factions, before they used to be probably in the name of other things like Marxism or secularism, but today they're under the end yeah. of L- well, the banner of
0: used Well, they used to follow the dominant uh, powers at the time. Uh, The old factions would have more of a Marxist, uh, Leninist, leftist tendency. Mm. Uh, Many of the new factions are generally or were generally secular in nature and would fight in the name of the nation and in Palestine uh, and so on. Okay, if it's defensive, there's no real issue with this. Okay, but Mm -hmm. the thing is, when you infuse your resistance with Islam, Islam becomes your guiding light and principle. So, you do it in the way that pleases the Creator mm. Azzawajal. They say that peace cannot be achieved without justice. And there can't be justice without truth. Okay? And, and uh, you know, our uh, Jewish friends understand this because of their experience in Europe, in the uh, anti Jewish pogroms and in the Warsaw Uprising. They realize that, well, we can live in peace, so to speak, and not be exterminated if we live as slaves. And they rejected that option mm. and they wanted to live liberated, which is their right, and, in fact, their duty and the duty of everybody to liberate them, uh, as is the duty of the world to liberate the Muslims of Palestine from uh, from the menace of occupation and colonization. Once you know the truth, you can enact correct justice. Mm. And once correct justice is enacted, then you can have peace.
1: Could one of the, th- the reasons be why, you know, the... the- the, one of the reasons that the Zionist uh, occupation was so caught off guard was they they were kind of lulled into a sense of security with normalization deals and you know pressure put on different Muslim countries from you know Washington to normalize relationship with Israel and so they were l- lulled into mm-hmm. a kind of false sense of security and and all of a sudden you know this happens they get they get the re- yeah, and, and yeah. of a resistance um, uh, which which is the, the sunnah of Allah uh, Dr
0: Salman. You know, Allah says, Hatta you know, at the point that you almost feel despair is the point at which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows his victory. And the reason for that is to is to induce the correct form of tawakkul on Allah and nobody but Allah. We spoke about the the, the factions in the past being attached to worldly uh transient ideologies, Mm. uh, the ideologies of Iblis. Uh, When they realized that none of this is going to come to their aid, they attached themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by his wisdom, allowed their closest neighbor uh, to be effectively uh, occupied by a Zionist by the name of Abdul Fattah al-Sisi to close the borders and to fight them actively. Mm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala determined that other nations will sell out Previous friends will also sell out. And lo and behold, the Gazans turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the correct level of tawakkul. Now, if you want to speak strategically, yeah, uh, various strategies uh, were employed uh, as far as what we heard from an- analysts goes, uh, including, for instance, if you remember the last uh, war in uh, May, yeah. okay, only the second faction in Gaza participated by the name of Sarai al Part of the Islamic Jihad, and at the time, uh, obviously the dominant narrative was Al Qassam Brigades, who are at the uh, forefront of this uh, particular confrontation with the occupation. Uh, They've sold out on their brothers, and this is going to create a schism, and Mm -hmm. this is going to uh, basically cause Gaza to collapse in on itself, and so on and so forth. And many major leaders in that faction were killed, were assassinated. and it seems that was a strategy to display weakness to such an extent that the Israelis started to say that our southern front is peaceful and it is totally secured. And now we need to move our batteries to the northern front with Lebanon and uh, uh, Hamas are finished. And we heard the belligerent, arrogant address by the fraudster Netanyahu in the UN and uh, we saw how he's speaking in a completely pompous fashion. You know, a man who needs to be prime minister so that he's not put behind bars for fraud allegations mm-hmm. and he's able to speak pompously and we've defeated the, uh, so-, so to speak, terrorists and, and so on and so forth. And lo and behold, he was caught by surprise, absolute surprise. What happened mm-hmm. to the Israeli Shabak, to the Israeli intelligence agencies? I mean, we saw, we saw generals running away in their underwear. Why weren't they protecting, protecting their communities on their outposts? So it's a failure on multiple fronts. A Muslim is intelligent and he's aware. Okay, we're not uh, uh, savages or, or unlettered uh, uh, individuals who, uh, who don't understand strategy. How have they managed to survive 15 years in a blockade? Mm. That required strategy, and that required intelligence and innovation. The halal form of innovation. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, despite kind but, of
1: regular attempts to exterminate them or to provoke them. So, absolutely. Well, I mean, the summary, I guess, is, you know, the, this time one of the main reasons why it's different because we've seen kind of attacks and and, and provocations and. You know, um, uh, buildings being destroyed and people being targeted, and journalists being shot in the face, and this sort of thing by the, you know, the Zionist occupation for years and years. But um, what kind of damage has this inflicted on on um, on the Israeli occupation? Because I mean, I saw like some interviews on on uh, Al Jazeera and stuff. They're asking, you know, the ministers and stuff. You know, this must be embarrassing, right? This is humiliating. And I was like, this is uh, kind of quite a pointed language to use against these people.
0: Well, it's not just humiliating. I mean, uh, just yeah. a few moments ago, I saw reports that they're 10 kilometers away from the West Bank. Okay, now, now Palestine is. What's the is significance
1: a, of that? Well, For I mean, who there are. You know, not, not, doesn't know the map, doesn't know the history.
0: So we have Gaza in the uh, southeastern part of Palestine. Uh, we have the West Bank in the. Um, sorry, Gaza in the southwestern part and uh, the West Bank in the eastern part, ironically. It's called <laughs> the West Bank because it's attached mm. to Jordan. It was uh, called that way because of its attachment to Jordan on the western side. The middle of the West Bank is where Al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak lies. Okay. Palestine is a thin land. So between Gaza and the West Bank is not such a long distance anyway. Okay. Uh, but there are, um, there are let's say, uh, Israeli settlements uh, in these areas and uh, it's hugely fortified militarily. Mm. The significance is that if you uh, manage to reach the West Bank, then that's the southern Palestine effectively liberated because uh, south of Gaza, you do have airfields and small communities, uh, but the most significant uh, settler communities and occupation communities are north of Palestine. Now, th- mm. there are resistance groups in the West Bank But uh, the West Bank is fettered with with settlements and it is completely full through and through of occupation, soldiers and checkpoints and military equipment. So the job won't be easy for the resistance to get Mm -hmm. to the West Bank, uh, ensuring as little, let's say, uh, uh, civilian damage as possible. But nonetheless, they have opportunity. Nobody knows who of the factions in the West Bank are under the control of the Gazans. Uh, and who of them operate independently. But that's a challenge in and of itself. Alhamdulillah, what's happened so far, even if they were to go back to Gaza, uh, is unprecedented still. Even yeah. if life was to continue as, let's, let's say, normal, in inverted commas, it remains unprecedented, and it's going to make the Zionists recalculate how they deal with the Gazans and the Palestinians in general, again and again, and it seems they just don't learn. Uh, they were given warning after warning that desecrating Al-Aqsa, humiliating his worshippers, shooting live ammunition into the masjid, uh, stepping on the faces of these sisters, protecting the masjid. These were the images that were coming out And summary executions. Who can tolerate this sort of thing? They were told again and again that this is hugely provocative. This is going to uh, uh, create a form of explosion in the Palestinian community and across the world. What type of belligerence is this? It doesn't take much yeah. for you not I've to... Seen,
1: I've seen analysts, and, uh, analysts after analysts coming on the news and saying it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. You know, you, you, There's only so much a people can tolerate before they make the decision like either die on our feet or just uh, instead of living uh, continually with somebody's... Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It on your neck.
0: Well, well, it undermines your existence as a liberation movement uh, built to liberate al-Aqsa. If you stand idly... When Al-Aqsa is being desecrated. What's your value as a liberation movement? Like we said, this is a liberation movement of an Islamic uh, leaning. okay, And its primary objective is to reflect the aspirations of the Muslim Ummah, which is Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. This Mm -hmm. is an Islamic issue through and through. It is a humanitarian issue, but the two things are inseparable. Islam is the deen of justice and the deen of humanity. So when we say it's an Islamic issue, we are simultaneously saying it's a humanitarian issue. And wallahi, thumma wallahi, it is better for the Jews in Palestine to be ruled by the Muslims than to be ruled by their own governments. And they've displayed this to us and proved it to us in the past uh, few months. They can even form a government. If Netanyahu now collapses, inshallah he will, they won't be able to form a government. And in my estimation, I think the military will need to take over because there's an, there's an absolutely irreconcilable schism in their society, between the left and the right, but if Muslims mm. were to be in charge of these regions, they will enact justice. As we don't have, have any done for ju-
1: the last thousand years. I mean, the- as we have
0: done, uh, and nobody else has done it. We saw what happened when the Crusaders uh, uh, ruled Palestine and the and the executions that were carried out during the liberation. Then, over a hundred thousand Muslims in Al-Aqsa alone. We saw what happened when the Zionists. The thing is, nobody has a look, Salman, Look at it theoretically. Nobody has a faith system that teaches you how to deal with all major religions besides Muslims. Mm. So, so the requirements for the enactment of justice is absent Okay, from both uh, the, uh, the followers of Judaism and Christianity. We have a system by which their rights and their properties and their lives uh, and their intellects and their families are preserved and protected who holds the keys to the to the most significant Christian church in the world? The church of the, Ho- of the Holy Sepulcher. Who holds the keys to that? The Muslims. Okay? By the choice of the Christian denominations because they realize that if they're going to give it to the Catholics, then the Orthodox are going to be up in arms. Or if they give mm-hmm. it to the Orthodox, uh, Greek Orthodox then the Russian Orthodox are going to be up in arms. Or the Armenian Orthodox or other factions. So they decided, let's give it to a group who are just like mm-hmm. in the time of Salah al uh, we will open up the church for them every day to pray in. There's no problem. The, the Jews can carry out their rituals. There's no problem with that. The Muslims have never had an issue with that. The, the, the golden age of, of, of Jewish achievement and intellectual uh, achievement was in Andalusia, Spain. And guess who's an expert on that? Mm. Netanyahu's father. Google Netanyahu's father. He has a PhD on the subject.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, Benzian Netanyahu. Obviously, that's a borrowed name. He has more of a uh, European name, but he has a a a Hebraized name. That's his speciality. He knows about Hmm. how Muslims uh, treated the Jews. Memonites, one of their most significant scholar, lived hmm. in the Muslim world. Maimonides, yeah. Maimonides, Maimonides.
1: The, uh, I mean, this this is well known I mean in, in terms of history. You know this, uh, what I'm getting from you is that the, do Palestinians feel around the world that, and, and, and Muslims obviously because it's a broader issue, that this could actually be the, uh, you know, the, the beginning of the end of the last remaining effectively European colony in the Middle East because in our fathers' and grandfathers' times, you know, they saw the unravelling of the British Empire, the Dutch, the French, you know, removal of mm, uh, mm. the French state from Algeria, North Africa, and, and you know, and the Dutch, in, uh you know, in, in in East Africa and and all over the Muslim world. So it's not you know unimaginable to uh, to to think of uh, a future where this final kind of European colonial settlement in the Middle East, in the Muslim world, can kind of safely and peacefully be be wrapped up. You know, but be, be, because. Uh, but, but the problem is when 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 kind of displaying um this issue on western media for example which is completely not it's not even designed to be a neutral uh you know thing so we shouldn't kind of be too shocked at the double standards and hypocrisy and so forth but you know because the media uh, is just one arm of a, a broader system which is designed for violence and and perpetuating the status quo but you know on the media just as it is normally in the western mainstream media they're always presenting this as you know these palestinians they just want to wipe out the jews or whatever insert kind of colonial yeah, yeah, or, or orientalist kind of stereotype, racist stereotype here so wh- dehumanization
0: dehumanization
1: yeah absolutely what what would you what is the kind of um, the game plan here for the the palestinian resistance obviously they they do have a right under international law to To have their freedom struggle every every people who's you know subjected to um you know, the conditions they are are legally allowed mm. under international law, but the fact of the matter is still the broad um Palestinian resistance because I asked a few um lawyers this few legal experts this you know what are we allowed to express legally in terms of support for a a uh, freedom struggle of a people resisting colonial kind of settlement uh, settler colonialism. And they said, yeah, you can't mention names of certain groups that are, you know, or factions that are um, uh, proscribed that could get you in trouble with the law. But generally, in, term, in terms of the Palestinian resistance, it's it's uh, it's completely your right legally to, you know, mm-hmm. um, show support and, and and urge on the international community for helping, you know, the the freedom struggle of any people that's facing uh, settler colonialism, for example. But um, having said that, what do you think should our duty be here? So Muslim brothers and sisters sitting here in the UK or wherever What's our duty towards the Palestinian struggle? What, 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 do, you, what mm-hmm. do you as a Palestinian and do the brothers and sisters on the ground they, they want from us? In terms of the
0: demonization of the mm-hmm. Muslims in general, the Palestinians in specific uh, We saw an example in uh, in the soldier who was kidnapped, Jalad Shalit Uh, Which uh, sparked the war in 2008 obviously it didn't liberate him, but later on he came out in a prisoner exchange Uh, He came out, you know on the verge of becoming a Muslim praising the uh, Praising the treatment of his captives and there were videos that emerged where he was having a barbecue with his captives on the beach Okay, I doubt that was okay. uh, That's that's, that's an interesting idea. Remember the Indian pilot a few years
1: ago that was shot down and he was captured by Pakistani, mm. uh, I think, uh, local tribes or something. And, um, and you know, he was making videos saying, yeah, the tea is great. <laughs> and then, gonna uh, you know, exchange him back.
0: Now, look, mm. if you put a pressure cooker on the stove for 15 years, most likely it's going to explode in your face. Okay. Uh, but the so we can say that the Zionists are extremely lucky to have an enemy like the Palestinians. Very Imagine if mm. they were the Chinese or the Russians, or, or even the Ukrainians, to be honest. Uh, imagine if they were the Western Europeans who systematically raped everything alive in Germany before they withdrew after the Second World War, or what they did in Dresden, where they completely destroyed everything in existence. Imagine if they were the Americans who would panic and drop two nuclear bombs, like those on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, mm-hmm. and decimate and kill
1: everybody. What's happening with these people on the ground? So, one of, like you mentioned, you alluded to they, the the uh, Palestinian resistance. They um, captured hundreds of, probably in the order of hundreds now of prisoners of war and, and captives and, 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 and soldiers and, and, and even settlers, you know, in the different colonial settlements, they captured them, took them back to Gaza, for example. How are they being treated? Because the, well, the go, mainstream media by, here is, is yeah. showing that, you know, they're just kind of like ISIS and they're going around shooting in discrimin- this yeah, Don't worry about the and media.
0: Haqiqatan, wallahi, so <laughs> personally, I don't follow it. Okay, because no. it's just going to make my boil blood, my, my blood boil, <laughs> my boil blood. Uh, that's, I'm really getting angry and worked up by what you're saying. <laughs> You know, I mean, what I'd say simply is, I mean, uh, don't you have a memory longer than, uh, than a week? Mm. Don't, don't you have uh, any reading into history to, to know how, you know, previous captives were dealt with? I mean, uh, look at uh, uh, some of the captives, we we'll won't mention their names, who were captured by the Taliban. Okay, whether you agree with the Taliban or you don't agree with the Taliban, what your view is of them, they came back as Muslims. Even those who were fighting in Mali, okay, I don't know anything about them. And the only thing I've heard about them is that they're terrorists. The only French individual we know who was captured by them came back and declared her shahada in the face of Macron. You know, mm. this, is, this is systematic. When, when people see the lifestyle of the Muslims, yeah, they're not going to have, unfortunately for, for them, they're not going to have shopping malls and uh, swimming pools and uh, lots of money and wealth. That's the lifestyle of the Gazans. Okay. In reality, I think why they've captured them is because they want to, They want to. I mean, first by necessity, because the settlements were left with no protection. So do you want to leave them exposed? And secondly, I think the reason is that they want to exchange them for the 6,000 plus political prisoners mm. who uh, lie in Israeli dungeons for no reason whatsoever. Okay, some of them have sentences, mm. multiple life sentences, so they're going to die in jail if they're not released. Now, they had the opportunity, the, the belligerent Zionist regime, of uh, exchanging those innocents with the four soldiers that were already in Gaza. I don't know if they're dead or alive or whatever. They refused. So now they have to deal with hundreds. So who designed this? The, I mean, mm. the Palestinians are also responsible for this? And subhanAllah, if you look at history, okay, You'll see after every single war with Gaza, let's call it a war, an assault, a blitz on Gaza. Thousands and thousands of civilians have died. And then what happens ultimately? The Egyptians broke a ceasefire on the, uh, on the condition of better, um, of, of better facilities provided to the Gazans and a little bit of the lifting of the siege. Has any of that ever happened? Nothing. So they had opportunity after opportunity where the same outcome was happening, and the same thing was happening with the Zionist settlements, and they were fleeing and heading for airports and taking shelter. I, I mean, mm. I mean, we're not even allowed to speak about the Palestinians, are we? I forget about the fact that there were millions of tons of rubble, and uh, and and compounds and civilian infrastructure was destroyed completely. Put that to one side. But even the lives of the Israelis were disrupted. There was an opportunity again and again for for a peaceful and amicable. Prison exchange. But no. They want to, like Yitzhak Rabin said in 93, they want to see Gaza drowned in the sea. Mm. Except he said that he wants a political resolution, so he was killed. Uh, This jamaa, they're not saying this. They're saying, uh, like uh, Bezalil, what's his name? Bezalil Smotrik, that we need to wipe out Palestinian villages. Like uh, uh, Ben Ghafir. We need to deport all Palestinians who, uh, whatever he said, members of the Shaz party are now active members of the Israeli government who were declared terrorists by the Israelis themselves, not even by us. (laughs) The Israelis themselves said this is a terrorist party. And then a few years later, now they're ministers
1: and they sit in the uh, Knesset. Another question is, what should Muslims around the world be doing?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I'm in no position, okay, to uh, let's say to define step by step what the Muslims of the world need to be doing, because what needs to be done should be known by necessity, okay, and it's as simple as do what you can in the position that you are in. Sending wealth, money to the Gazans to rebuild the infrastructure is not a waste of money. Yeah, most likely it's going to be destroyed again, okay, but the destruction of civilian infrastructure and today a UN compound was bombed and numerous babies were killed, the replacement and the building of this infrastructure uh, helps them continue. Okay, Yeah, let it be bombed in another four years. We're going to build it again. We're going to build it again and again, as many times as it's bombed. And then you become an active participant in their efforts. Okay, Because, yes, okay, we're sitting down in luxury and we're relaxed mm. and so on and so forth. Alhamdulillah. But there is an element of struggle in sacrificing your wealth. And we spoke about dua, now dua needs to permeate each and every one of our actions. It's not mm-hmm. like a sort of ritualistic thing, you know, I give sadaqa then and then I make dua here and, and this. and No, dua, even when we're giving sadaqa, you say, "Rabbana taqabbal minna." Oh Allah, except from us. Okay. Make tasbih and dhikr. Because a lot of what's happening and all of the suffering we're facing, it's because of our shortcomings. Okay, so tasbih and dhikr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will generally become more pleased with us as an ummah. And will hasten the victory and realize and above all I think uh, Educate yourselves about Palestine and realize that this what's happening is the best outcome alhamdulillah whichever way it goes No evil ever before the Muslim if he's killed he's off to paradise unlike unlike what the what the Sociopath uh, Jordan Peterson said send them to hell. No, you will send us to paradise al Firdaus, the highest of the paradises, if you're killed, di sabirillah. And if you are maimed, it's a short life. And Allah will give you ajr and reward in replacement for your limbs and so on. And if you lose loved ones, then Allah also promises you Jannah. As he says, uh, be patient or family of Yasir, your appointment is Jannah. So what can Mm. happen to us? What can our enemies do to us, Salman? What can they do to us? Are they going to imprison us? To the opportunity to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're gonna, they're gonna defame us, call us names. Well, the prophets were called names. You know, if Isa mm. alayhi salam was alive today, he'd be on our side. Okay? He'd of be course. fighting yeah. against this colonial project. Mm. And he'd be standing up for justice. Uh, subhanallah. Likewise, Musa
1: alayhi salam. So, so what's, educate what can he do yourself, um, you know, uh, donate wealth towards rebuilding Gaza? Um, make istighfar, make tasbih, make dhikr strengthen the relationship with Allah um, mm. What else? Be attuned Raise to, to what's happening in Gaza Be attuned to what's happening uh,
0: If you are in a position of, le- of leadership Okay, mm-hmm. either in a school or an organization Or in an institution Or in a group or whatever And you don't have Palestine as part of your curriculum Or Palestine is not inculcated in the curriculum of your children Okay then forgive me for these words and I will probably going to get slated for this there's an issue with your عقيدة. Okay, I'm not saying your aqeedah is problematic and you're going to go to hell I'm saying there's an issue in your teaching of aqidah because Palestine or Jerusalem, Bayt al-Maqdis is part and parcel of our aqidah it's inseparable Subhanallah, asra laylan min masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-aqsa al-āya is a aya so it comprises an element of our aqidah. Baytul Maqdis means the home of purity. Maqdis, Allah al-Huwa al-Quddus. He's the pure, the most pure. So it's the land that purifies you from your sins. And it's the land where the purest of Allah's creatures will amass towards the end of time. This is Baytul Maqdis. This is intrinsically linked to aqidah. Those who say Baytul Maqdis isn't our cause, they really have a problem with aqidah. And they need mm-hmm. to revisit their curriculums, uh, Salman. I mean, uh, this, this, by the way, is consistent with every time Palestine was liberated in the past. That there was a uh, a movement of education, like in the time yeah. of Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, uh, uh, like, like in the time of uh, uh, prior to mm-hmm. Salah al-Din uh, al-Ayubi. There was a huge educational movement uh, mm-hmm. reviving the issue of Palestine in our hearts. Alhamdulillah, and I think, uh, to be honest, I think it is alive in our hearts. We yeah. are the third generation, okay, and and in many ways, I, I don't, I, I can't say this for sure, but in many ways, uh, many of this generation is more attached to Palestine, uh, Islamically speaking, uh, than those who preceded us. Alhamdulillah, mm. and this is how oh. our parents have taught us,
1: and our grandfathers,
0: uh, who were the ones who were displaced.
1: So um, you mentioned in terms of kind of staying aware and up to date what's happening and spreading. Um, you know, news and information about this. What role has uh, social media, you think, played in in uh, in changing the game here? I remember the last attack on Gaza. We were saying a few of us were saying, you know, if something feels different here, you know, even the reporting, it's it's uh-huh, a, bit, uh-huh, uh-huh. a bit less biased. And do you remember us talking about that? And yeah, absolutely. Someone, that. Yeah, a- and absolutely, even like yeah. Muslims are getting even more kind of confident and in the in those you know newsrooms where you know decisions are made and and news reports are coming out even the even the you know the, the mainstream media here obviously is not intended to be neutral but it's far less biased I've seen uh or, or actually they're showing the Palestinian voice they're showing the Muslim voice yeah, yeah. A, a bit more yeah. compared to before and obviously social media is just kind of how do you think that's changed the game well because i mean uh, mainstream media if it wants to continue
0: peddling the lies that's been doing so for the last uh, several decades, uh, is going to look absolutely ridiculous if it goes against the, the mass uh, media on on mm-hmm. social media. And social media is very raw. Okay? People can make their own judgments. I think the most honest person uh, is not the one who spins a narrative, but it's the one who appeals to justice and says, mm-hmm. here are the facts, you make your own decision. Okay. Uh, and what we're seeing now is uh, it's almost like you're inside the battlefield. There's not a bomb that drops. There's yeah. not uh, a fight that takes place except that you're getting a live stream of this. And people are able to make their own decisions such that when they go to the mainstream media, they say, you are liars. Now, we've never had this issue, alhamdulillah, as Arabs, uh, because we've been exposed to Arabic media, which I don't say is, is bias-free. But it's on the other side. Mm-hmm. So between the Arabic media and between the non-Arabic media, we can... Come up with a median and decide where the truth lies. Okay, but mm. I've not I've not really um, appreciated the extent of the manipulated Western mind, uh, and I try to, but obviously it's difficult to empathize with with those who have never been exposed to Arabic media and they're only receiving their information from the BBC. And then you have other elements that you know some people see the BBC as the uh, let's say the noble narrative. This is this is the one that. <laughs> you know, it, it can never be wrong. This is the voice of the government. This uh, people are seeing things now. You know, mm. forget about Palestine for just one second, okay? Just read the BBC, okay, with regards to your speciality. If you're an engineer, open mm. up the articles about the company that you're with. If you're, uh, if you're a doctor, open up the articles about the NHS, and so on and so forth. Okay, and then you determine for yourself if this is an objective mouthpiece. I personally believe that nobody should pay their TV license. And if you say that's illegal, stop watching TV. Okay, stop yes. watching TV. Take all of the boxes uh, to say that I don't need a TV license. Just watch recorded media. Well, alhamdulillah Rabbi rabbil alameen.
1: Honestly, I and believe this. To, for a shameless plug, you know, support independent media organizations like Islam, five pillars as well have been doing uh, an excellent job mashallah tabarakallah absolutely uh, absolutely and, and other mm-hmm. you know more independent and and grassroots media initiatives um exactly. so th- there's there's plenty for muslims uh, around the world to be getting on with in terms of the muslim masses and you may have seen you know and uh, I, I was I was looking at the spectacle of swathes and swathes of Uh, Muslims coming out in the streets In so many different countries and cities Across the world How do you feel as a Palestinian When you see your brothers and sisters On the streets like that? Wallahi
0: salman If I'm going to say to you That it gives me a a personal sense of gratification I think I need to spit three times to my left Because (laughs) if I truly believe That the issue of Palestine Is an issue of aqeedah Mm. It would be the equivalent of me saying to you Jazakallah khairan for just praying asr You know Uh, So obviously it makes me feel good. Okay, I can't lie because I'm weak But if I truly embodied imam and the requirements of my creator Then I'd see Mm it. I'd be satisfied at the fact that the Muslims are carrying out their obligation Okay, when was Mm -hmm. Palestine ever liberated by a Palestinian? In history by a local let's say a local, you know if people don't like the word the designation Palestinian let's let's include the israelites in that as well our brothers the israelites mm-hmm. the followers of musa alayhi salam they were a foreign people okay who came from egypt and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them palestine because they were the people of justice at the time okay then we see umar ibn al coming from arabia okay and the indigenous communities accepted the message of islam and then we see salahuddin al-ayyubi and we see sayfuddin qutuz and babas turks Turkish origin of Syrian origin, hmm. uh, so these weren't locals because they embodied the cause as their own. Okay, so jazakallah khairan for fulfilling your duty to your creator. And uh, obviously, as Palestinians, it is noticed. Okay, the, uh, as far as I'm think, concerned, it means a nothing. People,
1: a lot of people may say there's no point. What's the point of you know going out in the streets and you know um, waving your fist and just being one body in a mass of people. Yeah, and, and whether really you go out into the same.
0: streets or you do anything else, uh, you should never ask the question, what is the point of being proactive and supporting the causes of my umnah? If you see demonstrations mm. as being an effective way or the only thing you're capable of, go out in demonstrations, no problem. If, you, if you're able to do other things, such as, alhamdulillah, you gave us the opportunity mm. here to speak to one another, to engage the media. Alhamdulillah, if you're able to give, give. If you're able to make dua, make dua. But don't be a passive uh, by watcher standing, standing by, watching idly, you know, wahum uh, ala You know, just watching the, the believers being thrown into the ditch mm. and having no participation. Okay, and don't be little du'a either. In fact, mm. du'a is the greatest thing because it shows your ikhlas. I can give a thousand pounds and not a penny will be accepted if I am doing it. If I'm not doing it, لله. But if I'm making du'a in secret, inshallah, that's for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala, mm. and that's the most thing likely mm. to be accepted. Okay. Uh, so be engaged uh, and be innovative if you can come up with new strategies to support the cause, like educational material for children. For instance, I've noticed that there's a stark absence in uh, educational material for children for Palestine. You know, uh, th- there, is, there may be a lot that I haven't come across. Okay, But what I have come, come across it looks a bit ridiculous, to be honest. For instance, the age range of 10 to 15. I, I actually think there's a book called by uh, GM Gombrich called The Little History of the World, famous history book. And mm-hmm. it's originally it's directed at children, a simple history of the world. Obviously, it's very Eurocentric, but he tries not to be for his time. He did. A, he did a good job. Uh, so uh, that's found an appeal amongst the adults. Because most adults would love history to be articulated at the, at the simplest level. And I don't just mean Israelite history and the history of Umar al-Khattab and the history of Salah al-Din. I mean, what does Oslo mean? What does Wadi Aqaba mean? What does Camp David mean? What does that mean? Okay, on you, on the world. What does Gaza, what's the West Bank, what is Palestine? What are the Islamic borders? What are the uh, legal uh, nation-based borders? All of these questions, okay? I, I mean, I, I can challenge our, our kind audience of those of 30 years old and above to answer these questions. And I think not many of them will be able to. Okay, so we need a children's mm. uh, narrative to, <laughs> to, to primarily help the adults get yeah, up to speed. Yeah. Okay, because the boat is moving very, not the boat, the train is moving very quickly. And mm. you're about to miss out on the most catalytic change in the Muslim world, in my opinion. Okay, uh, if you're not so, in tune with the, these things.
1: So the, the, in terms of the Muslim masses, alhamdulillah, we see that that basic obligation is being you know, uh, expressed, right? A solidarity for the Muslim brothers and sisters, in particular, Baytul maqdis Al-Aqsa, the third holy site in Islam. But we see this kind of um, a, a stark contrast between the Muslim masses and many leaders of Muslim nations. What's your message to them?
0: My message to them is this.
1: That's my message to them.
0: Okay, I've got nothing to say to them Salman Because in the end, uh, these leaders Many of them, let's say uh, Have been planted there by the Zionists Okay, if they weren't there They'd be replaced So many of them are not in a position To be given nasiha Those seeking uh, Normalization, and those Who, according to some reports Were engaged in the bombing of Gaza Mm -hmm. Okay, and the Interrogation, their medical teams in the interrogation of the wounded of Gaza. And and maybe if I had the breath, I'd mention uh, the country I'm referring to. Okay? So what nasiha can you give these? Just stay away. Okay? stay khairan. May Allah guide you to al-Islam mm-hmm. and to religiousity. Keep your hands off. We, we neither need your help, mm-hmm. but don't hinder it. Okay? And I'm not just speaking to the governments and the monarchies. Uh, I'm also speaking to some of the local people, okay? Either you contribute positively or or for or forever maintain your peace. Yeah. SubhanAllah, because a lot of the narratives that are coming out from them, and I don't follow social media, but I've been told, are very uh, representative of things that the Munafiqun would have said. وَقَالَتْ طَائِفَةٌ مِّنْهُمْ يَا أَهْلَ يَثْرِبَ لَا مُقَامَ لَكُمْ and some of them said "O oh, people of Yathrib O oh, people of Medina, You've got no chance So come back Farjiju uh, And uh, وَإِذْ قَالَتْ طَائِفَةٌ منهم, يَا يَثْرِبَ لَا مُقَامَ لَكُمْ فارجعوا. And in another ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ don't be like the ones who say to their brothers whilst sitting idly. If only they had been with us or listened to us, they would not have been killed. And Allah will make this an agony in their hearts. Wallahu Basir. Allah is the one who gives life and death. Okay, we're seeing many narratives similar to this, uh, Dr. Salman, may, may I say. Hmm. And to these brothers, okay, I, and it doesn't concern me, what your level of education is. Okay. This narrative is unacceptable. The ulama of Palestine have their own ijtihad. And they are doing so in harmony with the ulama of the world. With some of the most prominent ulama of the world. The least you can say is we respect their ijtihad. But don't say this shouldn't happen and that shouldn't happen and this is wrong and that's wrong. And yeah. Okay. Your fatwa holds no value because of your position. Yeah, the, mo- the moment you're there, you've been there for seventy years, being bombarded and besieged. Okay, then we can give value to your fatwa.
1: Mm. Well, what was your reaction when you woke up yesterday and you saw, you know, the news?
0: My reaction, uh, Salman, was uh, this must be a, this must be a, a typo on the front page of Al Jazeera. <laughs> I have a I have a colonized mind, it seems. This must be a mistake. Maybe they replaced the name Palestine with Ukraine or with Russia, or maybe it's been hacked. Uh, subhanallah. Yeah. We we have uh, Subhanallah. We have Alhamdulillah a mature uh, narrative of uh, Yeah, we we have that. Alhamdulillah. We know these things, but we've never seen them. Okay, how? Yeah. Yani, we are sort of in our mid, whatever it is. Okay, Hamdulillah, much younger than you. But uh, <laughs> uh, We've much. never seen this yani, 70 years Palestine has been occupied And all we're seeing is people being brutalized People mm. in handcuffs with their faces on the floor Thousands of, of political prisoners People being maimed and killed Without any response whatsoever And everybody calling us terrorists That's all we've seen mm. Mm. So once we see a bit of proactivity To be honest we've seen it in other parts of the world Alhamdulillah, We, we struggle mm. to deal with it It's, it's a level of uh, Let's say dissidence psychological dissidents, with a level of excitement that that we cannot deal with uh, subhanallah recently mm. in, a, in another recent escalation I drove to the masjid and I went back without my car Because my mind is not with me I, mm. It's very difficult to comprehend. And I went home and my wife is saying where's your car? I said, subhanallah <laughs> I, forgot it in the, I forgot it in the masjid. I didn't even feel yeah. the distance of me walking home uh, Subhanallah so we're struggling to deal with this because it's unprecedented Okay uh, but it doesn't mean that mm. we had despair. Okay, our narratives, mm. alhamdulillah, whenever we had the chance was Allah's victory is coming. It's just a yeah, matter of yeah. time. It is coming. Even if I sense despair within me, don't allow it to transpire physically on your uh, words mm. or on your actions. Be optimistic. Raise the spirits of the ummah. Inshallah, we're going to do this. We're going to liberate Palestine, bi'ithnillah. It's going to be liberated. Justice will be served. Alhamdulillah.
1: Um, before we finish, do you have like a Maybe a book or an audiobook That you would recommend to the audience On Palestine? You? On anything actually But obviously because it's uh You know we've been talking about Palestine and Gaza And, 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 and stuff here You're probably thinking mm-hmm. about that This yes, is something please. I'm going to be asking every guest So you can't okay, say the Quran it,
0: uh, Yeah subhanallah Subhanallah uh, the it, You know if, if the, the Quran On condition that you contemplate its verses And mm-hmm. see their applicability today especially the ayat on al-bunafiqoon uh, on, uh, and their attitude mm-hmm. towards the battles of Badr and Uhud and so on. But uh, other if, the if other than the Quran, uh, there's a good book by uh, Tariq Swaydan, Dr. Tariq Swaydan, It's called Palestine, Yesterday, Today and Tomorrow. Although mm-hmm. many of the concepts within it, I personally uh, find a bit of an issue with, specifically the separation of the Bani Israel from us as an ummah, uh, however, the historical facts that he mentions are well researched and they'll give you a good overview. It's called Al-Tariq Al-Musawwar in Arabic, the visualized uh, history book. It contains a thousand plus uh, photographs mm-hmm. and images. It's very nice. It's a bit expensive, about 20 pounds or so. It's worth the investment. Uh, uh, Sheikh Ismail Patel has a couple of books on Palestine and Sfadail. If you want to mm-hmm. equip yourself with the Islamic Fadail of Beit al-Maqdis in a summarized way. I recommend uh, the books of Sheikh uh, Ismail Adam Patel. I mean, there, there are there are other, like for instance, Ilan mm-hmm. Pappe has a book called "The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine." If you want something more contemporary, uh, okay. bearing in mind that he's not he's not Muslim, Allah guide him. Yeah. We have good a uh, good okay. relationship with him. He's an Israeli Jew, and we have a good relationship with him. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the works of uh, Norman Finkelstein. Okay, so you can follow his talks and his lectures. Uh, Allah, May Allah also guide him And also the works He's been tweeting a lot the
1: last few days
0: He, he has been SubhanAllah And yeah. may Allah Look like, uh, yeah. normal Fink Hussein May Allah uh, Bring you to the way Of justice and truth Because you have done So much for our cause May God reward you Through guidance Allahumma ameen Okay ameen. Uh, He he suffered a lot uh, Dr. Salman I never realized I mean his One of his uh, teachers Is Chomsky And Choms- Chomsky Will give you the story Read about what Chomsky Says about Fink Hussein How much he suffered in his pursuit mm-hmm. of justice in the US simply to submit his PhD thesis or to get, mm-hmm. a, uh, mm-hmm. to get, a, to get a supervisor to, uh, to observe his thesis. He really suffered and he lost a lot. And he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's in a uh, professional position much smaller than what he deserves because mm-hmm. of this, because he's been completely uh, character assassinated. So make dua for his hidayah and people like mm-hmm. him, like uh, Chomsky, and uh, subhanallah, alhamdulillah Now, our ummah, you, you asked me not to ref- not to uh, say the Qur'an, but we have, alhamdulillah, a huge amount of Islamic material mm-hmm. you must mm-hmm. be acquainted with before accessing the the less Islamic material. So start with mm-hmm. the fada'il, and then go on to, let's say, the human rights uh, contemporary narrative. Make yourself aware of the de- details mm-hmm. after that, inshallah, if you have
1: time. <laughs> Speaking of um, Norman Finkelstein, it, it, it reminds us that we should be... Less worried about um, personal costs that we might suffer when speaking out for justice When speaking out for causes like Palestine or the Uyghur mm. issue Or um, wherever Muslims are suffering Or even non-Muslims are suffering We should be at the forefront of um, you know, speaking out for justice Even if it might come at a personal or professional cost to us absolutely and um absolutely. even even though it's all legal but like you said the other day you know when, when we were speaking the legal bit isn't the issue it's the issue with stuff that is legal but you know the 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 racist media the, the daily mail might do a hit job on you and and you yeah, know yeah, um, yeah. get you fired from your job or something for completely legal kind of activism and stuff but i think we need that spirit of sacrifice and you know being willing to to um speak the truth when it hurts
0: Absolutely, Uh, Salman, absolutely. We we have examples from uh, the past of uh, apartheid South Africa and how the boycott movement there cost people their jobs. But now they're being celebrated as heroes, subhanAllah. Uh, We're not saying that you're necessarily going to see the rewards in the dunya, nor that we are, let's say, uh, cognizant of these meanings. We're We're all in this struggle together. None of us like to be defamed. Mm-hmm. But if we're defamed for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, then in reality we're being praised, okay? Yeah. And better people than us have been defamed. The Prophet والسلام, was mocked okay. and ridiculed. So who are we, uh, you know, to be so worried about about our reputations? And actually, being too worried about your reputation is to be too worried too worried about the dunya. It's an mm-hmm. attachment to the dunya. It's a form of shirk. It's a form of uh, polytheism. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting your energy from the crowd and if the crowd suddenly start frowning on you you lose your energy and you become depleted and you fall into despair uh, mm-hmm. this shows that a person, I'm saying this theoretically uh, Salman, in the end this is a development point for all of us okay, uh, and may Allah make us of those who don't care about these things, okay, amen, we don't amen. seek them we don't seek them, but if they happen, we must be patient you you've been defamed as well Salman, haven't you? a couple of times, yeah <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Allah, Allah, well Allah that, reward you, protect you. Yeah, mashallah, you did <laughs> I mean, do a bad I mean, job taking the government I mean, uh, to uh, to court. Uh, yeah. I remember watching that when I was in the Midlands, thinking, wallahi yeah. ya Salman, you're you're something else. You're a naughty boy. You, you decided, <laughs> I don't want to take, um, the, you know, the media. I'll take the whole government to court. Yeah, I'll do that. And the calmness you had on your face, Subhanallah, yeah. is something to laugh at or laugh with, let's say. Allah bless <laughs> you. Okay. <laughs> You know, most of us would be standing there shivering, but you were so, uh, Tabarakallah, just serene and composed. That's from
1: Allah subhanahu wa taala. Sakina, sakina. uh, Sakina wal waqar. Um, I'll just end with one quick question. We've got Maghrib now. If our audience were to remember one thing from this podcast, it would be al Masjid al-Aqsa is your cause.
0: That's it. Yeah, that's the podcast
1: in summary. Barakallah fiqum. Short and sweet. بارك لك فجاء سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك واشهد ان لا اله الا انت واستغفر لك السلام عليكم الله وبركاته